This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. Which has gone forth, we declare that it will not return to you void, but it accomplishes your purpose in our lives and in this nation. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. It's a great privilege and honor to to be entrusted with this pulpit today. We have received quite a powerful deposit of the Word of God. The men of God gave us a promise, a promise from God to believe God for deliverance, for breakthrough, for plunder, and for dominion and influence during the section. And my assignment today is to just kind of seal what has happened today. And as I try to do that, I want to just ask you a question. Why do you want that deliverance? Why do you want the breakthrough? What really motivates you to pursue the plunder? Yes, we like the wealth of the wicked transferred to us, but what really is your motivation? We like the dominion and the influence, but what really is the purpose for that? You know, the ancients, the believers of old, had a saying, a Latin phrase, which simply was this. Ad majorem dei gloriam. Say after me, ad majorem dei gloriam. What it simply meant was for God's greater glory. So what they were saying was, whatever I do, whatever I pursue, is for God's glory. When I pursue plunder, I'm not pursuing it for myself, but I'm doing it for His glory. When I pursue deliverance, when I pursue whatever dominion and influence, I'm not doing it for myself, but I'm doing it for the advancement of the kingdom of God. So they're saying really the purpose of my life is for God's greater glory. In John chapter 14, verses 13 to 14, I want us to read. Jesus is speaking to the disciples and says, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. When you really think about it, Jesus is making an incredible promise. It's really a blank check. He's saying, whatsoever you ask in my name. When you use my name, you have the legal right to come into the courts of God and make a demand. And whatever demand you place in my name, in my authority, representing who I am, you will have it. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. You know, when you think about it, 
This is re- Jesus is daring us to think big. He is daring us to ask big. And the challenge is, will we take him on his challenge? You know, often as Christians, we pray small prayers. We pray prayers which are safe. We pray prayers that, you know, I just need to be careful so that when I, if God doesn't come through, it's okay. I don't lose anything anyway. So we have a contingency plan in our, in our praying. When I'm believing God and I'm stretching, I'm reaching out, I say, okay, I'm believing God for a breakthrough, but this one is too big a breakthrough. What if it doesn't happen? So let me believe for something small enough that if God doesn't come through, I'll just make it happen myself. But Jesus says, whatsoever you shall ask, whatsoever you shall pursue, in my name, I will do it. So we often pray prayers that are safe if God does not come through. You see, when Jesus challenges us to ask, daring prayer requests, what he is saying subtly is that the size of the day in your ask is an indicator of your confidence in God's word. The kind of prayer you pray indicates how much you trust God. If I was to say to my child, I can give you whatever you want. And they come and they say, you know, thank you so much, an ice cream will do. That would be great. But you see, it also speaks to their assessment of my capability. So they don't believe I have capacity to give more than an ice cream when I say ask whatever you will. So when God, Jesus says, ask whatsoever you shall ask in my name, and you ask for peanuts, you are simply saying, this is what I believe about God. I don't believe he has capacity to deliver whatsoever. You see, we, we, we are talking about dominion and influence. If, you are, if the size of dominion and influence that you are pursuing does not scare you, then probably it's not from God. You see, I've come to believe that bold prayers honor God. And that God honors bold prayers. You see, when you think about what Jesus is saying here, there's something hidden. Turn back to, to John 14. He says, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. But really, what he is about is not your breakthrough. What he is more interested in is not your healing. What he is interested in is not your plunder. It clearly says in verse 18, 
Whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So what Jesus is saying, is saying begin to pray prayers that will bring me glory. So when I pray, and I'm praying little-sized prayers, when God answers those prayers, there is no glory to talk about. So really the size of our prayers can rob God of his glory, and yet we say we live for his greater glory. When we pursue breakthroughs, we are pursuing small breakthroughs. We are believing God for small things, and we are robbing God of glory. So our unbelief is robbing God of his glory. You know, we need to get to a point where we begin to pray only those prayers that require a miracle for them to happen. I'm tempted to believe that anything less than that is unbelief. And it dishonors God. So we need to begin to think big. To dream big. To pray boldly for God's greater glory. Let's try to build this case. In John 15, 7 and 8, this is what the Bible says. John chapter 15, verse 7 and 8. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified. If you ask whatever you desire, when you abide in me, meeting a legal requirement, when your, my words abide in you, meeting the second legal requirement, he says, then you shall ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you may bear fruit, and that your fruit may remain. So really prayer, when you think about it, is about the Father's glory. Because if we pray bold prayers, if you believe God for dominion, and people can look at you and say, this level of influence, this level of dominion that this person has entered into cannot be explained by any other means. They could not have achieved it by their intellect. They could not have achieved it by their intelligence. They could not have achieved them by their connections. It can only be God. It is at that point that we are beginning to live for his greater glory. When you begin to believe God for such a financial breakthrough that cannot be explained by a normal promotion, that cannot be explained by winning a tender, then we are living for God's glory. You know, then the unbelievers can see it and say, their God has done great things for them, whereof we are glad. You see, it's easy to, to have believers believe in a miracle. Because believers have such a low threshold of what they define as a miracle. But when an unbeliever says that can only be God, then it will be God. And God gets the glory. So God's eyes are on his glory. I am willing to take the risk. Of believing that God still does extraordinary miracles. In answer to the prayer of ordinary believers. 
for only one reason, that he may be glorified. You know, if I do not take that risk, then I, for, I risk forfeiting the miracle. And when I forfeit a miracle, I am robbing God of the glory that is due to his name. You know, we can glorify God when we are open to the unpredictable, when we expect the incredible, and when we attempt the impossible. So prayer really is about God's glory. If you turn to John chapter 12, verses 27 and 28, Jesus is, is talking to the disciples. And he says, he's thinking about the cross. And he says, now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? Then he says, by the way, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Then he says, Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I've both glorified it and will glorify it again. So the purpose of our lives, the reason Jesus came was not only to die on the cross, but that he may glorify the Father. The reason we live is that we may glorify God. We live for his greater glory. We dream for his greater glory. Whatever we pursue in life is so that he may receive the glory. You see, I, I'm often concerned about Christians who give their testimonies like this. You know, I prayed, I gave, I gave my offering, and then I bound the devil, then I defeated the devil, then I went into the deep oceans and I did business there, and then God did this for me. They spend a thousand words describing what they did. And then God had no option but to just do a miracle. So when you clearly listen to their testimonies, it's all about them and not about God. And yet God is saying, it is about my glory. It is about who I am. It's for God's greater glory. So when I pursue dominion, the question I'm asking, why do I want that dominion? Why do I want that influence? Does it advance the kingdom of God? Does it bring glory to God? Or it glorifies me? Because there are many who advertise themselves rather than advertise Christ. There are many preachers who focus on themselves, they forget that Paul says this. He says, for we preach not ourselves, but we preach Christ and him crucified. There are so many preachers on the pulpits of Africa who spend the time talking about them and their anointing, their grace and their ministry. It's all about them. When did it start to be about the glory of a man? You know, there are some people who are willing, who say, touch not God's anointed, but they can touch God. As a minister, you touch God's glory. And you draw the glory to yourself. And yet you have the guts to say to people, you can't touch me, I'm a man of God. Touch not God's anointed. But Jesus says, Father, glorify your name. 
You see, our lives are about God's greater glory. So the question I ask myself, am I living my life with God's glory in mind? Am I pursuing the courts of heaven with God's glory in mind? Am I pursuing this business breakthrough for the advancement of God's glory? Whose glory am I thinking about? You know, there are prayers that glorify God. In Matthew 5 verse 10, the Bible says, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So prayers that glorify God are prayers that cause his kingdom to come. Or that cause the advancement of his kingdom. It's prayers that enforce his will on earth. So the question I ask is, to what extent do your prayers advance the kingdom of God? To the extent that they do, they glorify God. So, the ancients of old used to say it very simply. Ad majorem dei glory. To God's greater glory. First Peter 4 verse 11 says this. So we see clearly that our prayers and our lives are meant to be for God's glory. When we pursue things, we are pursuing them for God's greater glory. In 1 Peter 4.11, the Bible says, If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things... God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. So what Peter is saying, my ministry is for his glory. When I minister, I'm not drawing glory to myself. I'm not thinking about what people will say. I am deflecting the glory to God. I exist and I do ministry. I speak, I minister, I lay hands on people with my eyes set on God's glory. When I do business, I'm not doing business to get the accolades of men. I'm doing business with my mindset to say God must be glorified. Let this deal glorify God. Let this deal advance the kingdom of God. Let this deal advance the agenda of God. Let it be to the acknowledgement of the Lordship of Jesus. Hallelujah. John 11 verse 4. We are doing things for God's greater glory. This is the story of Lazarus. And when Jesus heard about his sickness, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. So what was Jesus was saying? He was saying, when I go there and I raise him from the dead, God will receive the glory. So the miracle that will ensue, the miracle that will happen is not for the glory of my ministry. It's not for the glory of me. It's not a vindication of the man of God, but it's for the glory of God. When we begin to think and plan and believe that whatever we do is for God's glory, then we are in the right place.
then we can expect breakthroughs. Because you see, in the courts of heaven, once you think that the glory is about you, you have violated a principle. He says, my glory I will share with no man. And often we fail to get into our breakthroughs because we want to get the glory. And God is saying, no, no, I can't share it with you. Hallelujah. So we need to live for God's greater glory. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, the Bible says this. Therefore, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So whatever I do, my thoughts, my lifestyle should be for God's glory. So the question you ask yourself, you know, in Celebration Church, the man of God has declared that this is a year of the sword of the crowned king. You know, I've been thinking a lot about that word. And an idea just came into my mind. It's just an idea. It may be a wrong idea, but I think not. I thought if we are talking about the sword of the crowned king, sometimes we can focus so much on the sword that we miss the crowned king. It's not about this word. Because this word has no authority in itself. The authority is in the crowned king. So sometimes we may focus on this word and miss the one to whom the glory belongs. Miss the one to whom the authority belongs. Because this word derives its authority from the throne. Is it, perso- is it possible we are pursuing this word and we have missed the king? Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. My last scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10. And 15. 10 to 15. <clears throat> says, Now may ye who supply seed to the sower, and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the need of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. While through the proof of this ministry, they may glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Jesus Christ, for your liberal sharing with them, and all men, and by their prayer for you, who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Years ago, we, we were traveling to a conference. And this is when, you know, when the bus was doing 60 kilometers an hour, it was really speeding. You know, it would take you f- seven hours 
from Harare to Masingo. So if you were going on a journey like that, you prepared some, some food and some, you know, some boiled eggs and those kinds of things. This is a long time ago. So one time as, as a church, we were going to, we were moving from Rusape to Blawayo through some dirt roads. And we would, spend, we would spend 24 hours on the road. So the church hired a bus. And a lot of people knew how long this journey was. And we prepared provisions for ourselves. So towards lunchtime, everybody was beginning to open their packed lunch and eating and so on. There was this brother who, was, who didn't have much means. And everybody ignored him. And people started eating. So one little sister felt compassion for him and shared her lunch with him. So after lunch, this brother raised up his hands to God and he said, Thank you, Lord, for a beautiful lunch. And the godly sister exploded into a temper tantrum. And she says, You are thanking Jesus. Where was you when you were hungry? Is he the one who gave you? Why did he? I am the one who did it. Why? And it created confusion in the whole bus. So she was giving for her own glory. And there are many in the body of Christ. Who bring their tithes to be seen? Who give so that they may control the ministry? Because they are doing it for their glory. If you don't give openly, they don't give because no one sees them. But if you ask for an offering where people have to walk forward, then they will give because they are thinking of their own glory. But in this scripture, Paul says, when we give, the people who are recipients of our giving, they will thank God. The ministry advances and God gets the glory. So the reason for my giving, the primary reason for my giving is not the harvest. The primary reason for me to give is God's glory. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So, I said all that so that I can say this. We are meant to live life for God's greater glory. We are meant to keep our eyes focused on God's glory. We have 15 minutes. And I want to ask everybody to stand. We have received a lot of word this day. And so much has ministered to you. I want you to think about the thing that God was speaking to you about. It may be your breakthrough. It may be your deliverance. It may be the plunder. It may be the dominion. And then settle it in your mind. Say, I'm going to pursue this 
for God's greater glory. And you are going to ask God to say, God, you said through Jesus Christ, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that I will do, that my Father may be glorified. And say, Lord, I'm believing you for this breakthrough. I'm believing you for this deliverance, for the advancement of your kingdom, for your glory, that you may receive the glory. I'm believing you for this breakthrough. I'm believing you for this unborn child. I'm believing you for this marriage, whatever it is. But we want to do it for God's glory. Knowing that if you ask a small thing, you are robbing God of his glory. So I want to challenge you in this moment for us to set our eyes on your greatest obstacle. And say, Lord, this thing has to fall. So that when it is done, everybody will raise their hands and say, it can only be God. As we pray today, it is not about you. It is about his glory. Can we do business with the King of Kings just for a moment? Father, we come before your presence this morning, this evening, my God. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that we may live our lives for your glory. Father, I am believing you, Father, in the name of Jesus that it is the things that we have heard, the courts of heavens that are opened. Father, for the breakthroughs that we need. Father, we are believing you for a breakthrough that comes from heaven. We are believing you for breakthroughs that come from your presence, my God. Father, it is not for our glory. We say not to us, not to us. Be the glory. But to you be the glory. We are believing you for your glory. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we are saying, Lord, may you receive the glory for our breakthroughs. May you receive the glory for our deliverance. May you receive the glory for our business breakthroughs. May you receive the glory for our financial breakthroughs. Father, we are trusting you my God even as we sowed our seed as we laid our lives as we prayed as we fasted father we were setting our eyes father for your glory father may you be glorified father in answering our prayers even as Jesus said father may you may you be glorified as he lay his life on the cross as a sacrifice as the lamb of God father it was for your glory as we lay our lives father may you be glorified. Father, we ask you, my God, for our lives, for our families. May, be, may, may there be sacrifices that bring you glory. Father, be glorified. Father, in answering our prayers, be glorified in delivering our families. Be glorified in breaking the bonds of iniquity in our marriages. In the name of Jesus, Father, it is your glory that we are pursuing. It is the advancement of your kingdom that we are pursuing. Father, as we pray, as we seek your face, as we pursue you, Father, our eyes are set on your glory. Our eyes are set on your glory. May you receive the glory. May you receive the honor. May you receive the worship that is due to your name. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you are exploding 
Father, in deliverance, you are exploding with the transfer of the wealth of the wicked. Father, not that we may glory in it, but that you may receive the glory, that the kingdom may advance, that your purpose may advance in the name of Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, we say be glorified. Be glorified in our lives. Be glorified in our ministries. Be glorified in our churches. Be glorified in our gatherings. May you be the sender, Father, of our worship. May Jesus, may you be the sender of our worship. We speak your glory. We seek your glory. We deflect the glory to you, Lord. Father, may people never point to us and give us the credit, but we deflect the credit to you. We deflect the credit to you, my God. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God, we thank you, Father, that you are doing the great things. You have said in your word, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do it for you, that the Father may be glorified. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are pursuing, Father, answer the prayers. We are pursuing those things, Father, that could not move. We are pursuing them for your glory. We are setting our eyes on your glory, for your greater glory. May you be glorified in our lives. May you be glorified in our families. May you be glorified in our businesses. May you be glorified in our marriages. May you be glorified in our children. Father, we ask for a breakthrough that comes from God, that results in glory to you, my God. Be glorified, King of kings. Be glorified, eternal one, in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God. My God, may my life, Father, reflect your glory. May everything I do, may everything I pursue be for your glory. Father, may we not be self-seeking. May we seek the things of heaven. May we seek the things that result in your glory. Father, just like the ancients, Father, may our eyes, may our focus be on the greater glory of God. We thank you, my God. We worship and we honor your name. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. last thing that I want to ask you to, to join me to pray for is the nation of Zimbabwe. You know, it's easy to seek personal breakthrough. But when you forget your own breakthrough and you pursue national breakthrough, and you begin to think about others, then I believe you are acting as the lamb that sacrifices itself before the roar can come. It's easy to make jokes about the state of our nation. I know there are people from many nations you can pray for your own nation. <clears throat> but I want us in the next seven minutes to bombard the heaven and say, Lord, if you can turn this nation, it will be for your glory.
many people have written off this nation. And yet we have a word that God said. He says, out of Zimbabwe, the least and the last of nations, will come a light that will cover the whole of Africa. So I want us to just bombard God, bombard heaven, and say, Lord, on this Africa day, we lift up Zimbabwe. May you turn it for your glory. As an extra measure, you can also pray for the rest of Africa. So I would like to ask, my voice is a little bit hoarse. I would like to ask some pastors to just grab some mics and, and let's just push through in the next six minutes for Zimbabwe. Can we say, Lord, be glorified in Zimbabwe. Come on, let's talk to God. Father, we come before your presence. We call upon your name. We call upon your name, my God. Father, we pray for the nation of Zimbabwe. Father, we pray, my God, may you turn this nation. May you turn our nation, my God. May you turn our nation for your glory. May you turn our nation for your glory. May you turn our nation, my God, for your glory. Many people have written of Zimbabwe. But Father, we bring it before your presence. Father, turn our nation. Turn our economy. Turn our politics. Restore our land. Heal the nation of Zimbabwe. Father, we say for your glory. For your glory, my God. Only you can turn this nation. Only you can turn this nation. Only you can turn this around. Father, we call upon your name. We say turn our nation. Turn our nation around. In the name of Jesus. Father, heal our economy. Heal our land. Heal our land. Father, for your glory. You said whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do it for my glory. Father, that you may be glorified as you turn this nation, as you restore Africa. Father, as you restore Africa, my God. Father, remove the curse. Break the bonds of iniquity. Break the... Oh my God, my God, my God, whatever legal right you have given to the devil for Africa, my God, Father, we ask that you break it, we break it, my God, Father, we ask for your glory, let your glory flow across Zimbabwe, upon Africa, I call upon your name, I call upon your name, I call upon your name, and I say be glorified, be glorified by turning around this nation, be glorified by turning around of Africa in the name of Jesus for your glory for your glory let the Africa that people have called a that continent may it be turned around may it be turned around turn Africa again turn Zimbabwe again for your glory for your glory for your glory father we cry for the nations of Africa we cry for the nations of Africa we cry for the destiny of Africa. Father, heal our land. Heal our land. For your glory, my God. Oh, my God, my God, my God. My God, we call upon you, my God. And we cry for the nations of Africa. We cry for the nations of Africa. Remove the poverty. Turn away the uncontinent. 
Let witchcraft be stopped. Let Islam be stopped. Let Islam be stopped. Let idolatry be stopped. For your glory. Let Africa turn. For your glory. Let Zimbabwe turn. For your glory. My God, we thank you. My God, we worship you. My God, we exalt you. My God, we exalt you. We honor you, Lord. We worship you. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Father, we declare for your glory, Lord. For your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name. For your purposes. Come on, let's magnify him. Come on, let's magnify him. For his glory. For the glory of God. For the glory of God. Yes, for his glory. We thank you, God, for the shift. We thank you, God, for the move. Thank you, Father, for the economy. Thank you, Father, for our health. Thank you, Father, for every sector. We declare Zimbabwe is never going to be the same again. It's shifting. And Father, we receive, oh God, it's for your glory. It's for your glory. It's for your glory. For your glory, oh God. We declare it, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, honor. Jesus Christ, thank you, Father. We declare it. Oh God, we thank you, Father. Thank you for our nation. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we receive. We receive. We receive. We receive it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. The Bible says, when you pray, believe that you've received the things that you've asked for. By faith, with such audaciousness, I want us to begin to rise to our voice and begin to say, Father, we receive it. We receive it. Come on, begin to declare it. Come on, receive it. Let's begin to receive. Let's receive. Yes, thank you for the revival. Thank you for the turning around. Thank you for our nation. Father, we receive answers. We receive your hand. We receive your favor. We receive, we receive. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's be to thank you right now. Come on, let's be to thank you. Come on, let's thank God. Come on, let's celebrate God. Come on, let's celebrate God. Let's celebrate Him. Come on, let's celebrate Him. Come on, let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. Come on, let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. Oh, yes. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.